Welcome to the Tear Talk Podcast with author, coach, and speaker, Mashani Allen. Known as the Golden Scribe, Mashani has over two decades of writing experience, and her passion for the craft has given her the opportunity to impart wisdom, affirmation, hope, and confidence into many. Let's listen now as Mashani delves into topics that have impacted her on her Tear Talk journey and helped her discover the power of the pen. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Tear Talk podcast. So glad to have you join on today. I was blessed and honored on Sunday to speak at a women's retreat at the beautiful Getty Gardens and it was such a beautiful experience to be able to speak to a diverse group of women and the topic was exhale and it was interesting when I was preparing for the engagement just looking at what the word exhale means and the impact that holding your breath can have on your body and as I was thinking about the experience that we have had as a world when it comes to COVID I really believe that many have not been able to grieve COVID They still have not been able to process COVID. And a lot of people are walking around holding their breath. They're holding their emotions. They're holding their fear. They're holding their pain. They're holding their worry. They're holding their tears. One of the Um, In my research, what I found was that physical breath holding can be our auto response to shock or stress, as well as something that happens when we're waiting for or anticipating events. An author by the name of Max Strom, he wrote a book called A Life Worth Breathing. He put it this way, some doors only open from the inside. Breath is a way of accessing that door. When we put our breath on hold, it's often because we're trying to avoid some aspect of what life is throwing at us. We use holding on to the breath as a sort of pause button. The problem is that nothing changes. How powerful is that? No matter how long you hold your breath, it doesn't change anything. And when you think about that, when you hold your emotions, does that really change anything? When you hold your fear, does that really change anything? When you hold your worry, does that really change anything? Does that make the circumstance, the situation any better? And Another thing that um, WebMD said, it said, holding your breath goes against what your body is designed to do. And one thing that your body is designed to do is to release. 
It's to release through our breathing. It's to release tears through our eyes. You know, everything that is held in at some point needs to come out. And that is, as many of you know, why I'm a big advocate and proponent of the power of the pen. Because I believe that the pen can be the release for the things that we hold in. Because it's, again, I know I say it a lot, but then I have some new listeners, so this will be their first time hearing it. But we live in a world so full of judgment. We all need a space and a place where we are not judged. And the paper does not judge. It doesn't do that. And I was I was sharing how I had a situation where I was very frustrated. I was extremely aggravated and and highly upset because of a situation. And I ended up writing myself an email and I do that a lot. Sometimes before I have to send emails out, whether it's to something professionally, if it's something personally, I send myself an email first. And I wrote the email and I sent it to myself and I also read it to my mentor and she knew the situation and she listened and she, she told me, she said, you write so well, you write beautifully. But if I, I'm going to be honest with you, that's very, it, it, it's emotional. And for this particular situation, my emotions is not that they didn't matter and it's not that they didn't need to be expressed. They just didn't need to be expressed to those particular people in that way. But when I tell you that by me writing the email to myself, that allowed me to be able to exhale. It allowed me to be able to express how I felt without judgment. It allowed me to get it all out of my head. It allowed me to just, in a lot of ways, just vent, you know, and I needed to do that. I needed to exhale my emotions in that moment. Exhaling and expressing is two different things. Yes, I needed to exhale my emotions in that moment, but I didn't need to express <laughs> my emotions to the people in that moment. And I think that that's where it gets a little fuzzy for some people. We don't know how to exhale. We don't know when to exhale and what, well, we don't, two things. We don't know when to exhale and we don't know how to exhale and when to express because I'm not upset at myself for writing the email and I'm not, I'm very thankful that I was challenged to change the way I express myself. That didn't take away my feelings. It didn't take away my emotions, but were my feelings and my emotions the crux of what needed to be said to those people? And a lot of times when you have situations where you don't feel as though things were handled correctly, that you need to be able to express yourself, you need to know when and how to exhale and when and how to express. And one thing 
that um, because it was a question asked by the ladies in the group, it's like, but what do you do when you know that you're emotional, you know, and say there's someone standing in in front of you and you feel yourself getting ready to be emotional in your response. And my my answer to them was sometimes you have to give yourself space. Sometimes you have to say, you know what? I need a moment. Sometimes if you're so close to a person, you might be like, just give me one moment and turn your body to the side just so you can create a space for yourself that gives you that moment. And I think that sometimes we can be so concerned about what the next person may say or think because we need to take that time. But there comes moments when we have to be the priority because me being able to give a thought out response as opposed to an emotional response can make or break a lot of things. And I would rather give a thought out response as opposed to emotion. Now, one thing that I share with the ladies, many of you know about the movie Waiting to Exhale. And there's that iconic scene with Angela Bassett and she's lit all her husband's clothes on fire and she walks away. And what I told them was this, when we look at that scene, what we are actually seeing is a woman who held her emotional breath for so long that instead of breathing air, when she finally breathed, she breathed fire. And that is what we don't want. We have to find ways to, first of all, breathe fully, deeply with a great exhale. And one thing that I shared with the women, in order to exhale, I mean, in order to fully breathe deeply, we have to be able to acknowledge. A lot of people hold their breath because they fear acknowledging the truth of a situation. But this is the thing. In order to progress in order to heal, in order to shift or move, acknowledgement is necessary. But the thing about acknowledgement, acknowledgement doesn't mean that that situation, that circumstance is the definition of who you are. And I think that in a moment you can be angry, but that doesn't mean you're an angry person. You know what I'm saying? And that's just who you were at that moment, but it doesn't define you. And we as a whole have to exhale. We as individuals have to exhale. We as families have to exhale. It's family members that are walking around each other every day holding their breath. What do I mean by that? They can't, they won't, they're unable to fully express how they feel emotionally. And as I'm as I'm sharing this podcast with you, I want you to begin to ask yourself, how is your emotional breathing? How is your spiritual breathing? How is your mental breathing? Now, some of you may be breathing great on all three, 
But some of you, one, one, that, that breath might not be the same. But that's why acknowledgement is key and necessary. Now, I also want you to know, because sometimes, you know, we can, we can be holding not our stuff. We can be holding other people's emotions. We can be holding other people's situations. We can not be breathing properly because of our worry, our stress and concern for others. And we have to be mindful of that. We have to be aware of that. We have to acknowledge that. Now, another thing that I told the ladies was the environment can impact how you breathe. If you are in a place that is on fire, you may have to breathe differently, but you still have to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Some environments make it challenging, but you still need to find a way to exhale. You still need to find a way to breathe. It's just like if you were in an elevated place where the air is thin, you know, even though you're that high, you still have to find a way to breathe. Different circumstances and situations may change how you breathe, but in all situations, you have to find a way to breathe. You have to adjust, but again, you still need to be able to breathe and you still need to be able to exhale. When I asked you, how was your emotional breathing? How was your mental breathing? How was your spiritual breathing? The question is, is it being done well or are you struggling? And if you are, that is perfectly Okay, it's the the only way we're going to be healthy all the way around is by being honest and by being transparent. And one thing that I believe is when you journal, when you write, when you do voice memos, whatever you do to get your thoughts just out of you into something else, whether it's a journal or voice recorder, What it does, first of all, it allows you to express yourself without the judgment, but then it can also be the preparation for you to be able to speak with other people. Like sometimes when you're able to fully express yourself, when you talk, when you're finally ready to talk, you may not share everything that you wrote or everything that you put on your voice memo or everything that you sent yourself in a text message, but you have been able to gather your thoughts to the point where you can have a conversation. And that's why I call it the power of the pen, because when you are able to freely, freely, freely express you, it helps you be able to express you to others. And I think that it's challenging when you realize that you have been walking around holding your breath. It's just like the expression, like walking around on eggshells. When you have those tense situations, a lot of times the people in that situation, they've been holding their breath. And they, oh, they've been, they've been, they've been doing them quick breaths (laughs) because being able to fully (laughs) get it all out hasn't been easy. And I'm not, I'm not saying that 
every situation, you're going to be able to fully exhale. I'm not saying that at all. Some some stuff does take your breath away. Some stuff does just completely shock you and you're not ready for it. My thing is don't let that become a lifestyle for you to where you never, ever exhale. And the one thing that I shared with the women is that medically, if you hold your breath for too long, it can cause your heart to start beating irregularly. It can damage your kidneys and liver. Holding your breath also causes the amount of carbon dioxide building up in your body to cross the blood-brain barrier. So if that's what naturally holding your breath does, what does holding your emotional breath do to your body? What does holding your mental breath, how does that impact your body? How does holding your spiritual breath impact your body, holding your emotions, holding your tears, when you are holding and holding and holding and holding, please know something is hurting. Something is being damaged. Something is in pain. Holding is not helpful. And when I said in order to excel, we have to acknowledge, you know, we have to be able to acknowledge our emotions. And again, it might not be where we can share all of them. You know, we might need a moment to get it all out and then share some of it. We have to be able to acknowledge situations and circumstances. We have to be able to acknowledge pain. Holding our breath is like trying to ignore the obvious. It doesn't change it. By holding it, it just puts us in a worse situation and a worse circumstance. Now, it's said that usually breath holding occurs under stress or threat. It can also occur when we are anticipating something or wanting something to happen. That's from psychology today. One thing that it was saying was, at the end of the day, we have to be able to exhale. And and a lot of times exhale in our emotions means we have to be able to express. And what I said was, truth is a gateway to breathing and exhaling properly. It just is. It 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 just is. And it's not a truth about whether being right or wrong. It's just truth. You know, it's not about our emotions or feelings being right or wrong. They just are, you know, and that's not, that doesn't make it bad when they just are. I think that sometimes because we have a world where everything good gracious is categorized, it can breed fear for just being able to say one word because of all the definitions and the stigmas, you know, that can go along with it. And the the reason why I even had the opportunity to speak this month 
is because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And there are so many stigmas that come along with mental health. And it that is one of the reasons why there are people walking around holding their breath. Because if I tell somebody I have this struggle, if I tell somebody I have this issue, if I tell somebody I have, you know, this diagnosis, if I tell somebody I have this trauma, if I tell somebody I have this pain, these stigmas that have become so prevalent, they have caused people to hold their breath and not get the help that they need. But I hope that as you have listened to this podcast today, that you are able to see, you're able to assess, and you're able to acknowledge the damage that can be happening to you because you've been holding your breath. And I pray that you have the courage to exhale, whether that's in a journal or voice note, but also be okay asking for help. Please be okay asking for help. And I pray that the next time that you see that a podcast is loaded, that you decide to press play. Thank you for joining the Tear Talk podcast. You can purchase today's featured t-shirt and learn more about Mashani by visiting MashaniAllen.com. Also, check out her exclusive line of custom journals at bit.ly forward slash the golden scribe.